0: Right, we're talking about advertisers changing. Uh, it's been a common theme, really. If yes. you've been following Media Snack certainly, well, for the last two years, really. But we, the last month or two, there's been a lot of talk about advertisers changing. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we ran, or you hosted a, a really good session at the Festival of Media, which was in Rome, yeah. Uh, which was called "Taking Charge and Driving Change," yes. uh, featuring uh, advertisers uh, LVMH and Deutsche Telekom. That's right. Uh, and that was interesting because it really gave an insight into, actually, it's the advertisers that are driving change. It's not yeah. just the agency landscape that's changing, it's advertisers that are driving that change. So we'll, we'll link to that. It's really good. You should uh, watch the session if you have time.
1: That's right. And what we illustrated in that session was the, the progression of control that, that advertisers are going on. Yeah. And we call it the f- kind of the five states of, of media control. And it's all about uh, kind of the journey that advertisers are on in terms of taking more responsibility and more accountability yeah. for decision-making internally.
0: Yeah, exactly right. Uh, again, we'll link to that because that was an episode we did probably about a month ago, but lots of people have, have been talking about that. Yeah. Um, you know, dollars, data, decision-making, mm-hmm. that's where the, where the control is, yeah. is happening, so have a look at that. Um, the reason that we're talking about change is because this week, the WFA again frequently quoted by us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a lot of really good research. There's anu- yet another WFA report landed on our doorstep this week, um, and this one is called The Future of Agency Rosters, yes. which is really interesting, uh, and it's a survey of members. So, what, what were the, There's lots of things in there. What, what stood out for us?
1: Another good report from the WFA. Two key kind of observations that I took from it. The first was that 75% of the respondents were looking to change their agency roster structure because they didn't think that it was currently fit for purpose. So that's a that's a that's a big statement.
0: Yeah, and that's in line with our experience as well. Speaking to many advertisers, Mm. that many of them are saying that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And I mean, the other kind of big insight that I took from the report was that, uh, especially on the on the agency side, but also I think endorsed by many clients. Uh, the reason that the agency roster structure wasn't working was simply because the, the corporate culture, the client culture and structure yep. wasn't enabling the agency roster to work effectively. Yeah. So it was kind of an internal problem that was kind of symptomatic of the challenges that they had within the agency yeah. structure.
0: And that's, that's a really good, you know, it's very positive evolution of that narrative. Yeah. So maybe even just a few years ago, you know, any any perceived dysfunction or frustration would often get blamed on the agency and the and the roster, or the yeah, you right. know agencies not working mm-hmm. well together. Um, this is quite insightful because it's advertisers, you know, kind of taking a lot of responsibility yeah. and accountability for their own structures, and acknowledging mm-hmm. that that causes some of the complexity amongst agency rosters, which yeah. is really good. So that, what that tells us, and it's very explicit in the report and it's very much in line with our experience working with many of WFA members and other advertisers around the world, uh, is that they are addressing the internal challenge first, yes. which is something we very strongly advocate. You'll know as if you're a loyal viewer, um, that's what we talk about a lot. Address that Internal yeah. structures first before you start trying to figure out what the yeah. external roster right. looks like, which is which was really the
1: message yeah. in your festival of media session that's as well, right. wasn't it? And, and I, yeah, and I think I think that's what most kind of smart, progressive advertisers are doing. And, and you mentioned uh, Deutsche Telekom and LVMH, and they're two prime examples of businesses that have looked internally to try and reorder themselves to future-proof yep. their business, and then go out and, and make sure that they've got the right kind of roster in place yep, exactly. to fulfil that. Yep.
0: And then the, the other thing that's come out from, from that WFA report, and also mentioned in, previous, in, in other reports they've done, is the increasing use of specialists yes. so consultants of which you know we obviously consider ourselves and mm-hmm. very proud to be included in that um, you know working with ad- many of these advertisers with many of the WFA members mm-hmm. to focus on that internal
1: yeah.
0: uh, process and structure um, and so we should mention there was another WFA report yeah, right, like a month four, or so yeah. ago uh, called the Independent Media Advisors Report. Um, which, which was really interesting because it looked for the first time at this kind of growing market of what they what they call them independent media advisors, yeah, right. So it includes companies like us, like you know, consultancies specialising mm-hmm. in media and advertising. It includes kind of the audit auditors and things, people like that. Um, and it broke media advisors down mm. into these five functional areas. So
1: for the first time, it's kind of put a framework on that on yeah. that growing industry, which Absolutely. was very helpful. I think I'm I'm allowed to say that we were really proud to be You're named allowed to say that. You, well, yeah. we were we were incredibly proud and honoured to be named as the kind of the most frequently used in two of those categories: consulting and uh, an agency management. So yeah. that was um, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and
0: in that report so again, that's something you can get from from the WFA. Uh, of WFA members said they are relying on external consulting
1: support um, to address some of these kind of change challenges. And the reason I think that that is so important is because uh, as external consultants, we have a perspective on on multiple operating models. And so we're able to kind of provoke that type of discussion. Using kind of our experience of seeing how many advertisers operate, yeah. and, and that can often uh, make a slightly more informed perspective for that client. Himself. yeah, exactly. so so for
0: those advertisers yes. out there that are thinking about the, you know, maybe absorbing this information from the WFA reports, you know, thinking about their own, changing their own organisation, what, where, what's, where, what's the start point? Where do, you, where do you start thinking about?
1: Well, typically, when advertisers come to us with this kind of challenge, uh, we go through a, you know, a couple of steps. The first is have a vision, have a strategy, have an ambition for media. Uh, the next thing you need to do is you need to understand where you currently are to so establish a baseline. We, we often help our clients by doing a, an internal diagnostic to enable them to understand what their current operating model looks like, where yeah. their strengths and weaknesses are, but importantly, where they are looking to go, what their to-be evolved state is going to look yeah. like. And then we interrogate all of the, the operating models that are out there mm-hmm. and we help them identify the one that is the most relevant. And then yeah. we can kind of fine tune that and refine that into something that's particularly appropriate to their requirements. Yeah. Because there's no silver bullet with these things.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's important to, to mention. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, the, so there's, I mean, the report lists these kind of five or six different models. In our experience, there's, there are shades of grey between those mm. things, and it's more than just kind of picking, picking one for you, because it has to be somewhat customised yeah. to, to, to the needs of, the, uh, of your particular business. Uh, it is fascinating, though. Yeah. That's the one thing. I mean, it's really, we enjoy that work. Uh, you know, doing the diagnostic and then working with a, a marketing and procurement team to identify the right process and the structures yeah. for managing media is really interesting because it's not a discipline that's being delegated off to the agency roster that's now. Right. You know, marketing oper- uh, organisations are, are taking a bit mm. more control, certainly in the decision making and the yeah. structure of the process. Um, so it's fascinating. So we love that kind of work. If there's, if you want to know more about that, the process, um, you know, you can you can comment or you can reach us through the website,
1: obviously, or leave a comment down below. Right. Good week four. ATT. Yes. So uh, this is, ATT is the US's biggest telecommunications business. Yep. Uh, and it has just had its uh, acquisition of Time Warner. $85 billion acquisition yep. of Time Warner, which owns uh, CNN, uh, HBO, Warner Brothers. Yep. It's had it approved by the federal government. Court. Yes. So this is now an enormous company, uh, and you know they've been, I think, in court for two years, yeah. waiting for this to be put through. They've had the green light. It has set a precedent. Uh, I think we're going to see even more massive mergers and acquisitions within the kind of the media publisher yeah. world coming on the back of this, which raises
0: competitiveness. Absolutely. Ideally, yeah,
1: Absolutely. good. Um, bad week for.
0: Well, this is an obvious one. I think if you've been, if you've been. A, you know, unless you've been on holiday in some remote place part of the world, you won't have failed to spot that uh, it's been a pretty, pretty bad week for Mr. Martin Sorrell yeah. and his previous employee, WPP, yes. um, because, I mean, we won't go into the details, I'm sure you can kind of read this kind of sensationalist kind of stories elsewhere, um, but information leaked from WPP about this, uh, the reason for his departure or the reason that they, they filed this kind of investigation mm. and subsequently he stepped down. Um, the kind of blowback on that, if that's not an inappropriate word, is that uh, it doesn't look very good on him. It's like, it's a, it feels like a bit of a smear, yeah. somewhat. Um, and it doesn't really look very good on WPP, who look like a, they've made a bit of a mess of mm. this, you know, not releasing the information. And Robert Cuerta, the, ch- the chairman, is under pressure this week at the AGM that's right. uh, for how he's managed this. And mm. it now looks a bit messy. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I think your point this morning yeah. was... Uh, the person that's coming out of this looking really good right. is uh, is Mark Reed, Absolutely. who's the kind of uh, you know the stand-in at the moment, and perhaps could be a future CEO of WPP. So this is maybe looking good for him, mm-hmm. but a bad week for everybody else involved. Absolutely. Okay, before we go, should mention uh, next week is Canned Lions, mm-hmm. so uh, we will be we will be flying in and out for a couple of meetings. We won't yeah. be there very long, uh, thankfully. Uh, but if you're going, have a good time. We might see you there. Um, but the only other thing r- remains is the question of the week: yep. uh, Are agency rosters fit for purpose? Yes, no,
1: whatever. Excellent. Good.
0: That's your media snack for this week. Thank you for watching. Please do give us a thumbs up if you like what we're doing. But that's all for now. See you next time. Right, we're talking about advertisers' treatment. Is that right? <laughs> thought you tutted. No, I wasn't tutting. Um, So the only remains to to pose the question of the week Mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, I don't know what it is. (laughs)